It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're... Friday Night Games. We want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board gaming adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday, and we create content for Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. This episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca, located in our hometown of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. They have their amazing web store up, so check out TabletopRenaissance.ca for your board gaming and tabletop miniature needs. On today's show, we're going to repeat a topic we've done before. Co-op games. So why are we repeating it, Matt? On today's show, we're going to repeat a topic we've done before. Co-op <laughs> games. <laughs> Is this going to get annoying or what? It's like we traveled through time. Yeah. Uh, why are we uh, talking about co-op games, John? Well, the lovely Panasaurus game sent us a copy of their game, The Loop. Nice. Uh, so uh makes sense to repeat ourselves a bunch of times in this topic. On that note, we'll talk about The Loop and some other co-op games that we've been playing for the past year or so. We're first going to review The Loop, published by Pandasaurus, and give our thoughts and how our experience was playing it. Afterwards, we will discuss what makes a good co-op game and see if The Loop fits that criteria. We might give some tips on how to make a good co-op game better or how to annoy John. Yeah, I'm pretty easy going. (laughs) How to annoy uh, (laughs) Novi. I don't know. How to annoy your friends. How to annoy my mom. There's a lot of things we can annoy here. All right. Well, first of all, it's great to see you again, although we're yes. different locations, but yeah. <laughs> wow, I don't know what the... We, uh, yeah, we, we, we missed game night last week. We're all thrown off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Matt, Matt can't take a can't go to the bathroom at his house or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's fine, though. I mean, you just go in the great outdoors and everything's cool. My neighbors great just kind of stare at me like I'm a little crazy, but whatever like, does I got your neighbor still have that duck sorry does your neighbor still have that duck i mean i have a bunch of i mean <laughs> no <laughs> no they don't uh so what are we talking about today john <laughs> what's going on here man we are talking about the loop by Panasaurus games which was designed by maxime romberg theo riviere art by simon caruso published by catch-up games and distributed in the u.s by Panasaurus games so first of all big shout out to Panasaurus games for sending us a copy of it to review we are so grateful we love Panasaurus games they're killing it and they're sending us stuff so we love them thank you <laughs> definitely a great year to be a panasaurus fan i know this is probably like our fifth podcast that features them yeah true and i feel like every podcast we say it too like they're the only ones publishing games <laughs> right now but yeah. there may not be any games to get it. come christmas but yeah they're definitely killing it they have such a great lineup this year and you know they did they did last year too but i feel like this year's really a really good quality lineup yeah All right, so what's The Loop about, John? Okay, so first off, The Loop is a co-op game for one to four players. Basically, each player is playing as like a time agent, so they're trying to stop an evil scientist named Dr. Foe, who is going across time and space making clones of himself and trying to become the master of the universe. Yeah, so this game plays out on a circular board that's made of like these wedges, that in each wedge represents an era of time. Fictional or are actually real 
but I don't know them off the top of my head, so whatever, just take my word for it. <laughs> to win, you must complete the objectives of a chosen scenario, which is generally win four missions, but then each scenario might have a little bit of a twist involved. Right. Dr. Foe wins if he creates four rifts or two rifts on the same spot, or you reach the end of the third cycle without completing four missions. So 14 turns per cycle for 42 turns. Yeah, so there's like a cycle deck and that gets shuffled. And then once it runs out, it then goes to the next cycle. And so basically that turns out being 42 turns. If 42 turns occur and you did not win your fourth mission plus whatever other objectives, you lose the game. Yeah. And then rifts will be explained in a second. So Dr. Foe will drop vortex cubes on the board via this dice tower that rotates in the center kind of pretty neat put it together and each turn that will rotate to a different era and then it has like three spouts mm -hmm. so it actually hits three eras and you drop the cubes and then the number of cubes is determined by the number of clones on the main era to which you land so if three vortex cubes gets dropped on an era then a vortex is created which removes the mission removes any artifacts you could have picked up and you're one step closer to losing the game and Dr. Foe will also drop clones on the board that you will get rid of by kind of forcing them into a specific area. This will also determine the number of vortex cubes that are dropped, which Matt just said. Yeah, and so each player will have a special ability that they must master, which is going to help them win. Also, each player gets their own deck of starting cards, and it actually tells them how many of each symbol cards, which we'll get to in a second, are in that deck. And during uh, players' turns, they will typically have three cards that they can exhaust to do actions. At the end of the turn, these are discarded. Each card also has a symbol at the top left if a player takes a loop action they can untap all the cards of the same symbol except for a black hole card and do the action again and you can do this again if you pay extra energy to do so yeah and on a player turn players can use artifacts move once for free or use a single energy to move to another space that is adjacent to the space that they're moving or do a loop move which was just explained but i'll just say one thing about the loop move it gets one energy more expensive so your first loop costs one your second loop move costs two energy and so on you will start with two missions flipped up and flip a random one up once you've completed one on a player turn players will add vortexes and add more artifacts and collect artifacts too and then three vortex cubes on an arrow can also destroy a mission nice so john what did you like about this game man okay so first off you know i always compliment the art mm. For games so that was kind of the first thing that just like really popped i feel like the art really reminded me of like cartoon network cartoons nickelodeon or nickelodeon or much music no 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 cartoon <laughs> network oh is that canadians cartoon network canadian yeah oh nice and like just the box is full of it and then even like inside the box where they have like the credits for the game it looks like dr foe's like desk and his notes written all over it so it's really cool the artwork's really good i think the game is like super good because of how difficult it is you know, you've we played it together and lost. I played it solo and lost. Everyone I've seen online hasn't won the game yet either. Like oh, really? Dr. Foe was really, really hard to beat. And I think that is kind of cool because it makes me want to go back and just try to beat it. Oh, I'm, I'm going to point out, I actually won a solo game. Nice. But it was the like, it was down. I know, but it was down <laughs> to the wire. Like it was down to the wire. Like it was like Dr. Foe one move or me one move and i just happened to like the cards happened to fall into the right place at the exact time that i needed it and nice. that's how i won like it was not easy which which is i really like it i really like it yeah 
I think it, because it's hard, it's so appealing. Because most co-op games, I feel like you play them and they're and they're all winnable, right? Right. This does not. This almost does not even feel winnable. <laughs> right. But that doesn't deter it from from the that doesn't deter from the game. Like it makes me want more. Well, yeah. Actually, it's kind of sad. I, w- I actually wanted to play another round, but I think everyone was just kind of tired when we were playing that. Yeah. Night. I like like the goofiness of it as well. Like the theme is just goofy. Like. All the artifact cards, the time agents look ridiculous. Dr. Foe looks ridiculous, you know, and just like, I do like how they go through like different eras of time. So I know you said that you couldn't remember them, but you're like, you know, you're going through like the industrial age, the art revolution age. And then the only one I remember was like the post-apocalyptic, the post-apocalyptic age, which is just like a nuclear bomb going off. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think the whole idea was like, that was the end of the world. That was the end. Yeah. So it was really cool that it kind of symbolizes like actual hit points of history in time, you know, because eventually we're going to blow ourselves up, I assume. (laughs) Yeah, totally. You know, I just thought it was fun. I like the cooperative aspect of it, you know, like really trying to plan our moves out with each other so that we can make the best moves. I, You know, our game was weird because we lost on like a technicality, I think, with the Rift Cube. No, I think that that's what's supposed to... Okay, hold on. So if there... Well, do we want to get into the bad? Or let's just just keep talking about the great of it because I really... I actually really like this game. I highly recommend it. I thought it was awesome. I understand why it was one of the best games. It's actually a 2020 game that Pandasaurus picked up to release and in North America it's it's a European game right so I think it's great I think it's fantastic like I said you hit the theme you hit the hardness I actually like all the abilities too I think it's Mm kind of neat how you have them in front of you you exhaust them and then they perform actions and generally they're like each character has a themed action that they're really good at. Yeah. Like one of them, and, and I was say, I kind of mentioned this earlier that your character has like a special ability. Well, your your starting deck is gonna have all those abilities in it too. So for instance, one of them, right. I can't remember the name, but I think it was like the assassin. She actually is really good at pushing the clones into the arrows to kill them. Right. So like if you have that one, then you kind of have to strategize to get more of those cards to to do that move, and then that's what lets you remove rifts. So her ability is actually when you kill a clone, you remove a rift or you add an energy cube. So if you're playing it properly, you can kill the clones, get more energy cubes or remove rifts, right? So that's one of the keys is to like play off your player ability. Yeah. And that's what's really cool. I remember Novi had a really good one. He was playing was like Mr. Time. Yeah. And his his ability was able to kind of move us around the board. Oh, right. To certain time periods, which like really helped us out. Setting up our move. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it was it was cool. So we worked together a lot with that. I just think, you know, we lost because we had too many vortex, paradoxes. Vortex. Vorte- the vortexes creating the rifts. Well, I mean, let's we let's, talk we about, let's talk about the lead up to that. So it was actually pretty yeah. interesting. Like we had a ton of clones on the board and we were kind of setting ourselves up to win. I think it was like the, the almost the last mission, wasn't it? Yeah, we had well, we had two missions on the board. And I think we were planning on trying to win this one mission. Mm-hmm. And like, we were all like, okay, we can do this all mission. If we do this all together, we can get this mission and then, and then work on the other one. Cause the missions that we had were seemed impossible to do. We had like the hardest ones in the entire game. Yeah. One mission seemed impossible. I don't remember what it was. It was like, Oh, it was like kill a clone on every era. Right. And it seemed like impossible for us, but maybe we didn't have the right characters for that mission. Maybe. The one mission, we were like literally just about to finish it. And we're like, okay, well, you know, Matt, if you do this, Nova, you do this, John, you do this, we can get it done. Right. Oh, yeah. And then we're like, the only thing that can screw us up 
is if <laughs> we have if the rift if the the vortex cube causes a rift and that's exactly what happened we had two go out of the dice tower right onto that era and and clogged up that get that three rift cubes which created the three the rift, rift cubes yeah created. man and that was actually disappointing too because we were all like i felt like we're all that's like yeah we're gonna do this but we yeah had, but we, we were had, all amped about it <laughs> i know but we had to play the chance right like we had to take yep. the chance to win and we just like you we had to chance it out we're like there's no way this is gonna happen and then it did and we're just like wow really right so the one thing i did hate was that dice tower I was like, is this thing rigged? Like, it just hates me or what? Like, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, because your ability was to take away, like, if you drop three cubes, you could remove one. Right. And you were the one dropping the cubes. And it was like, the only way we could lose is if this happens and it happened. Yeah. Right? And we're like, ugh. Oh, well. Uh, C'est la vie. C'est oh, la vie. Oh, man. But that's why I wanted to play it. I mean, I, I got my satisfaction. I beat it by myself. But I wanted to be with you guys because I wanted you to feel that satisfaction, too. But, oh, well. Yeah. What are you going to do? All right, what didn't Can't you like about it? What didn't you like about it? Satisfaction. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I disliked much. I think I was, like, disappointed that we lost. Okay. But, I mean, I don't think that's something negative about the game. You can't win every game, right? I think I think it's nice that we can lose together as well. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, winner of the game except Dr. Foe. There's a lot of, like, text on the cards. Mm-hmm. I guess so if you're trying to, like, plan your moves, you got to kind of pay attention to what everyone else has. It can get a little bit overwhelming at times, but I don't think it was that big of a distraction that it hindered my gaming experience. I think it could be a game where you can have like that controlling gamer kind of take over. Yeah. It didn't happen in our situation because the three of us are not like that, but I could see that happening in other games where if someone starts understanding everyone else's cards, they could start telling people what to do. And I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, but I think that, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think there's enough on the other, on everyone's cards that that could maybe stop that. But I see what, I see what you're saying. Th- that is my counter argument. Like, yes, I, I do agree that every because you have your own deck and each card has a set of rules it's hard for someone to control the game but i still think like someone could read everyone's cards if they're smart enough and then you know start telling people what to do Mm -hmm. which leads me to the next point which i actually agree with you on the cards do have a million things to do and i'm pretty sure that it's easy to not understand your cards and i'm pretty sure novi didn't understand one of his cards (laughs) at one point (laughs) i mean we probably we cleared it up with them i'm pretty sure we cleared it up at one point i can't remember what the issue was but yeah it was just like Whenever you have a game with a million things, it's always very easy to misinterpret something. Right. And then the other thing that was bad, I don't think it's bad. You mentioned it. We lost, right? But whatever. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the, the loop is just like a fun cooperative game you know and you can laugh while you're playing you can talk i just it's just a good time yeah. and it gets like that that edginess of frustration because you just want to beat the game and the game doesn't take itself seriously right so like either right. you shouldn't take it seriously too which i really like that sort of thing where it's like it isn't like make forcing you into like a attention where you can't get out of it's like no it's humorous Right, <laughs> right. Doctor Foe one. Ah, whatever. Doctor Foe deserves it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so the yeah, the Loop by Pandasaurus Games releases August twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, and you can pre order it now, and you get some sweet sticker sets with your pre orders. Check it out, Pandasaurus Games website. Yeah, so I highly recommend it if you're looking for a great co op game. It's one of the best of twenty twenty, so it's obviously going to be one of the best of twenty twenty one. Yep. And I don't recommend it for people who hate reading a million rules on every card. So that's that's my recommendation. But basically, that small subset of you, everyone else should play it. You must play it. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of co-op games, since we like uh, repeating ourselves. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up? Hey, yeah. Now you got my my attention here. Let's. You know what we should do? <laughs> we should just what? this this whole podcast should just be like we just clip things together from other podcasts. There you go. <laughs> Call it a day. Good. Good luck, Kevin. <laughs> So what games have we played that were co-op this year, Matt? I don't even remember. I don't remember playing any. You know what? We, pl- I think we played a lot. I but these are the ones that came to mind when I was writing the notes. Okay, so so I played New Age myself, but you played Aeon's End Outcast with me and Novi and Gravka. So that was one. Right. The other one that comes to mind right away because I think it's one of the best games of 2021 is micro macro crime city mm-hmm. the other one is obviously the loop we just talked about it a minute ago yeah marvel champions and we didn't end up getting to play it but we played it several times last year mind management right right so i guess maybe we should talk a little bit about each so i'll do aeon's end aeon's end is a deck building game where you're basically fighting epic boss battles with other mages and it can be very complex and it can be, and it is really hard and it is not very forgiving right micro macro crime city is kind of an adult version of where's waldo you're looking at a giant city map trying to unlock clues to solve the crimes of the city using these deck of cards that that come in the game so it's pretty very easy to set up and play and really fun marvel champions is a wow a living card game everyone makes a pre-made deck and you fight a scenario. It's similar to Arkham Horror, and if you have no idea what that means, you basically have a card where you fight a giant boss who has hit points and has different phases, which will change phases as you defeat each boss, and then you could also lose by threat, so the boss might build up enough threat that kills you. Nice, and Mind Management is a hidden movement game where one player is playing as a recruiter trying to move around a map recruiting characters based off of some cards they draw but the other players that are playing are working together to try to stop the agent before it's too late so they're asking each other questions trying to figure out where the agent has been on this map and kind of using deduction to figure that out and finally the loop we just talked about but i guess going with the theme I will talk about it again. So basically, you're a bunch of co-op people. You each have decks, and you're trying to stalk Dr. Foe by killing his clones and completing four missions before Dr. Foe creates four vortexes. Cool. So what makes a good co-op game, Matt? Oh, man, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think hard to win. I think hard to win is something that's going to make a good good co-op game. In fact, you know what? Just don't let us win. Make the game impossible. Make the players <laughs> actually have to figure out that you can't win the game. I think that's what will make it really good. And then it just flips the table at the end of it. <laughs> what about you, John? What makes a good co-op game to you? I like games that are fun, that you're going to make you want to play it. Mm. But I like games that have a little bit of complexity to them. So whether they're they're fun or hard, but like thinky, right? Like you want to just make sure you're making the right decisions in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like everyone loves rules, right? So then like maybe the game should be to just get like more and more complex as you play it. Like as you play it, they just keep adding a rule like every turn until you have no idea. Yeah, that could work. No idea what you're playing. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the game shouldn't allow for players to be controlling, you know, because because you know what? I just I just love sitting there and being told what to do. Like nothing, <laughs> oh, yeah, nothing right? says playing a game like just not playing the game. Right. <laughs> right. Like we should just sit there and like people do. You know what I mean? Like, John, next time we play a game co-op together, I just want you to tell me what to do. I'm not even going to play. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, you're going to just put your piece there and uh, your hand here. <laughs> I just put my hand on your side of the table. Like, you just start playing. You're like, hey, hold that card up. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, move that closer because you always say you have bad vision. So I'm just always holding the cards yeah, in front of you I'm like a stand. I like it. There you go. Players should obviously interact with each other. I mean, you can't have a co-op game without actually talking to each other, right? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing says you know an exciting game like not talking. Right. <laughs> right. I mean... Like, it's so exciting. You don't say anything. I think that makes a lot of sense. You have to actually like in mind management. You just you just use your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you like get silence really upset. and ESP it. You just get like you just like you should like get really upset when someone doesn't do what you do. <laughs> Imagine that. Was it you in grade school that did like a project on ESP? Yes, a science project on ESP, and then <laughs> you had you had me go up in front of the class and I had to like flip flick a switch or something, and you were telling me things with your mind. Yes. Did you do? I think we cheated, didn't we? Did we like? Probably. I think we like. Told I think. You, <laughs> I think I told you what to flick in order on for and on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think we were that clever. although i really thank my dad for that because i wasn't very handy he actually did a lot of the like like i helped him but he he did a lot of the electrical work on that contraption that's right yeah i didn't get electrocuted so that's good (laughs) yeah well the other assistant is no longer exists so you know (laughs) it's always that (laughs) all right is there anything that we can do to make co-op games better have a better experience. Mm, this, is a, this is like a deep thinking thing. You know what? Don't show your hand to each other. Yeah. You know what? In fact, don't even talk. <laughs> just don't do anything. <laughs> don't even play the game. You know? Like, just like, whatever. Just sit and stare at each other in, your, in the eyes and see if you can, like, make, like, this, like, intense moment with each other, you know? There you go. Just try not to make out. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you do not want to play with controlling friends. You know? In fact... Maybe you should play with controlling friends. Just, just like yeah, go for it. Yeah, you know, just, just like make the dumbest moves to annoy them. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Like next time, and we we do have some controlling people in our group. Right. Like to tell people what to do. I think next time, if someone tells me what to do, I should just do like the complete opposite. Like just hide my hand. Don't do anything that they say. Right. Oh, that. Mm-hmm. that I'm just gonna lead to like a fist fight, aren't I? Probably. No one's no one's gonna be <laughs> no one's gonna want to come back to my house after that. I don't think. We got a lot of games to play. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that one. Uh, <laughs> I think I think the other the last tip that would make a lot of sense too is to make that controlling friend like manage the game. Okay. Right. Like, and then and then like once they because I think if you just kind of keep them occupied, there's no way that they're gonna like try and play everyone's hand right so right. like so like if they understand the game really well you're like okay you're gonna manage the you know computer or opponent or whatever and then like maybe just like oh, it's too bad like the game needs to throw keep throwing mechanics at it you know like yeah. like oh yeah hey you just understood okay that's great we don't still don't want you touching our hands so here's another mechanic i didn't tell you about now you have to <laughs> learn it <laughs> and then once they get all the game rules down you're like oh here's an expansion Go learn the expansion, you know? <laughs> just keep them, bo- yeah. keep them busy. Like, just keep them so busy they don't want to play with you. Or they don't want to, like, <laughs> play your hand. <laughs> but on a serious note, yeah, I think, like, the three main rules, if you're playing with someone who's controlling and you want to make that co-op game better, don't show your hand. I said don't play with controlling friends, but I actually feel like put that controlling friend in charge of the uh, opponent. 
and I think that will make the game right. like infinitely better. Anything I missed, John? No, I think you you nailed it. Okay, so looking at the games that we did play, and looking at like how we defined a good co-op game. So we defined a good co-op game: hard to win, complex. It handles controlling players, and you interact with each other to win. So let's let's go through the list, right? So so Aeon's End, right? Is it hard to win? I feel like we lost, so yes. <laughs> I actually <laughs> thought it was pretty easy, like uh, camp, like going through the campaign. Okay. To be honest, so like we, I went through, I went through two campaigns, uh, the Legacy game and New Age, and I didn't find it. I found it challenging, and I did do a bunch of take backsies. So yeah, maybe it is really hard, but I, I found it. I found that like as you went through and like you got to choose. Basically, there's like this market and you choose cards. And as you chose the market cards, I, I kind of like strategized the best strategy for the characters I was playing. Okay. So I think that that made it easy. But the game that we played, everything was random. So it was really hard. Right. Because you're getting random cards being put down. John, do you think Aeon Zen was complex? I feel it's hard to, j- it's hard to say because we played it online on like Tabletopia or Tabletop Simulator. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that adds a layer of complexity that's not really there. It's actually on my list to play tomorrow nice. solo while I'm home, so I'm going to I'm going to try it out. So, uh I mean, it's probably complex just the amount of stuff going on cuz you have multiple characters doing different things trying to defeat the the bad guy. I'll give you a little tip. It's going to take you about an hour to 2 hours per scenario, just so you know. Oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess it could be complex depending on where you are in your board gaming journey. Okay. Do you think it leads to controlling players? Yes, because we were playing with one. So <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about me like that. I'm right here. Yeah. No, I think we were playing with one of the controlling people in our group and they were kind of Yeah, I, I think either cheating. I don't, they were doing something weird. I I think that I'm going to say that they were really into it, which is good. And the game was complex. And I think that they kind of saw, like, because you saw everyone's hand, you could see the moves, right? right? There's only so many things you could do. And, and yeah, I think that that is, like, it was a bad thing. It definitely was susceptible to that. And I, so, so on that note, do you think our tips to make Aeon Zen better would work? I guess so. So, like, do you think not showing your hand would help? Probably. Right. And then making them manage the the main boss. Do you think that would help too? See the only thing I don't I would counter against that would be like if you're not showing your hand, then you have players who get uh, AP, right? And they just don't know what they're doing. And it drags out the gameplay. I don't know, I'm Well well maybe now. well maybe if you have someone <laughs> <laughs> Well yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe if you have someone who doesn't know what they're doing, you tell them, Hey, show your hand right now and then everyone helps them make a decision. And then yeah, next, I guess. next turn, you tell them to hide their hand, right? I guess, yeah, yeah. Then that would stop. That would help them make help them make a decision at that time, but stop them from feeling like they're someone else is playing their game for them, right? right. And then, did you have to interact to win? Well, obviously. <laughs> is it obvious? I think. I mean, the game was hard, right? So we had to strat. Yeah, I think we strategize if, to win, right? Yeah, if you're not gonna strategize, if it's co-op, you got to strategize, right? So you should be interacting with each other. Right. So Aeon's end. Every character. Some characters have abilities that help other characters, and ours were all set up like that. We we didn't win, but it really we were close to winning at one point because we figured out I help you, my character helps you, you do a lot of damage. You know, let's see if we could beat him, but we just mm-hmm. weren't quick enough on that, which was fine. Cool. So that's Aeon's end. Okay, let's do it again for micro macro crime city. This is gonna be a quick one though. <laughs> is micro macro hard to win? No. <laughs> Even on hard? I mean, what's hard? You don't use the cards? 
guess. Oh, you just don't play the game? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that guy looks dead. Let's see what happened to him. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. That actually be a, like, expert mode, right? Like, instead of using the cards, you have to actually, like, figure out what is going on. That would be crazy. (laughs) There you go. I hope they're listening. And I doubt they're listening, but I hope they do, because that would be a sweet version of it. I don't think it was complex. What do you think? Not under, I mean, maybe not as the definition of complex in board games, but I feel like what makes it complex is that the map is like black and white and very small. So you can easily kind of get lost in what you're doing. So Right, right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I actually 100% agree with that. Control, I, so I don't think it really pertains to controlling players because I feel like when you're doing it, everyone's just kind of like, it's like uh, divide and conquer. Everyone takes a piece of the map and starts looking through it to try and find things, right? Right. So I don't think it really is like a controlling player thing. The only thing I can think of is if like if someone finds something, they kind of take over that mission, I guess. Yeah, I guess that kind of happened with us. Yeah, but we were just playing the two of us, though, right? So. Right, but I took the dog out, and then when I came back, you kind of already had a lot of the knowledge on the board, right? Right. I mean, you were very good at it, so I can't really complain there. So maybe that's a thing. If someone's really good at it, it would take away from that experience. Uh, whereas Waldo, knowledge was awesome. Yeah, apparently you're really good at that back when you were a little <laughs> kid. <laughs> I think it had a lot of interaction to win. I feel like you kind of had to, right? Like, yeah talk to each other what you're finding and stuff so yeah definitely had it all right okay let's do the loop next so was it hard to win i mean i haven't won yet (laughs) 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 i think i think the game is really hard so yes it's hard to win is it complex yeah there's a lot going on so you're kind of you got to kind of pay attention to everything on the board and all the players cards and stuff like that and hands right so you got you got the the clones on the board you got the vortex cubes being put on the board every character has its own cards and abilities and then every card has a special ability so yeah i think there's a lot going on i think it's complex (laughs) and actually i think you were right when we talked about it previously on our slate review just before this that yes the cards it's hard to control the game because everyone kind of has their own cards, right? right. So I'm not going to be reading everyone's cards. Exactly. But you could. <laughs> what about controlling players? Do you think it's like a... Do you think it's a controlling game? I mean, you just heard what I said. No. like No, I don't think so. Unless someone's like actively reading the cards. But I think everyone's kind of just making their own strategy in their head as they go. That's At least that's what I was doing. Yeah. Based on what your moves were, I was like, okay, well, Matt's doing this. I can do this. I was too busy trying to manage what I was going to do. So, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I was busy managing what I was trying to do, too. So I agree with yeah. that. Which actually leads to the next point. There was a lot of interaction to try and win. Right. Right. I think that was like one of the biggest strong points of the game. Yeah, because like at one point, I think near the end, we were like we were all strategizing how to get us to the right spots. Right. I guess I guess this isn't a spoiler, but so we were talking about the cycle cards. The cycle cards kind of tell you what zone the vortex cube dice tower in the middle is going to turn to. So in every cycle, it can only be one of the thirteen different wedges. Mm-hmm. So like once, so if you hit ten wedges then you know it can only go to three locations, right? Right. And that's what made that made strategy as to be like, oh, where do we have to be to complete this mission, you know, to follow the objectives we need to complete. So it's pretty neat. And of course, no one knows if you've never played the game, you'd have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> but all the more reason to play the game is this is so good. So there you go. Right. And then, you know, we were talking about controlling, like, so don't show your hand. Well, you're showing your hand because it's all laid down. I don't think that really matters because there's so many different cards on the board. And then have the controlling friend manage the game. Uh, I don't think it matters, to be honest. No. All right. What about Marvel Champions? 
Did you find that hard to win? I've only played it the one time with you, and I feel like it wasn't too difficult to win, but I feel like we played the easiest bad guy. Yeah, we played so the I don't beginning. Know if I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'm a good judge of whether how hard it is or not. So I played the original game, and I played the Guardians of the Galaxy expansion. And I, I think the Guardians of the Galaxy expansion is really hard on campaign mode. Mm-hmm. I actually was like, I honestly, one scenario, I'm like, this is unwinnable. I, I didn't even believe it was winnable. I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. like angry. But a lot of people, like we have a shout out to the Bridge City Board Gamers and Dyson Dragons and Meeple Dungeon and of Dyson Man. And like, they love that. They all love that game. They all play it. They like, there's one, the only reason why I bought Guardians of the Galaxy is because there was a thread where they're all talking about it. And I'm like, oh man, I'm missing out. <laughs> I had a lot of FOMO going on. There you go. So I bought it and I was and they were like talking about their strategies to be it. They were saying it was hard too. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I believe it. The game is hard on its own. So yeah. yes, it is hard to win, but only as you go. They they have the kind of like the hook. The hook is here's an easy scenario, you'll play it, it'll be easy. But then as you go along, it gets harder and harder. So on that note, did you, you probably didn't find it very complex. The complexity lies for me with like the amount of stuff you can do with the cards. Mm-hmm. So I know there's like cards like the hero's cards you can either like flip over to be their like their secret identity or whatever, and that does different things. And I guess it's just the complexity comes in managing your hand. Right. And trying to make the best combos, I guess. Yeah, and and I think I think also the scenario get harder and harder too so like the bosses get more and more rules so i think that actually makes the game a lot more fun too Mm -hmm. i know you didn't see that but i i saw it i thought it was really good do you think do you think a player could start controlling your character in that game i think so i think so too especially if like you don't really know what's going on so like i know we were playing and i kind of had a lot of questions on what i could do but you're being helpful not controlling but i feel like if someone like really wants to win that scenario then i think they're gonna be like you know you gotta do this yeah and go from there i 100 percent agree with that i mean i i know how i am and i'll help you with your first couple moves but then i'm not going to tell you what to do after that yeah because i no one wants to be told what to do right (laughs) (laughs) i'm just play the game by myself at that point right so yeah in that game definitely don't show your hand and make sure make sure the person who could start controlling the game controls the boss because the boss actually has a lot going on right and then interaction to win i think is high do you agree yep yep yeah I think you need you definitely need to talk about at least describe what's in your hand to help each other so you could beat the boss basically. Right. Nice. So nice. let's move on to our very last game that we played. So that's mind management. Ooh, I love this game, by the way. Yeah, you know what? This could go like either way with being easy to win or hard to win. Mm-hmm. It really, really depends on how well the the agent is trying to recruit people. And kind of like where their moves are. We played this like several times. And I feel like it was mm-hmm. pretty even every time we played. Like yeah. there was never like no one blowing anyone out of the water, you know? Right. So I, I'm interested to play like the actual game because there's more to it than the, the online digital version. Right. So I'm excited to, to bring that on Friday. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. Yeah. I think it's complexity wise. I think it's actually pretty easy. <laughs> okay. So this, this is where I'm going to get with the complexity with this game. Okay. Okay, so if you've read the comics and you've played the game, you know that there's a lot of like hidden messages and stuff to do in this game. So I, I am currently like trying to go through the box and find like all the hidden stuff. And the, and I got the Kickstarter edition, so I got the deluxe edition. Okay. And you unlock more stuff as you play, which adds more components to the game. And actually, there's 14 things that you can get added to this game, which will obviously up the complexity of what, what you can do nice. during the game. So I think like the base game is fairly easy, 
but as you move along through it, the final game will be pretty complex. So you're saying we haven't even touched it, we haven't even scratched the surface on how good this game could be. You are correct, my friend. Wow, that's actually sad. I actually want to <laughs> play all of it now because because the base yeah. game was so good that right. I can only imagine adding little rules to make it even better. So looking forward to that. Nah. What about control? Do you think it could, someone could be controlling? So just so everyone knows, my management isn't a complete co-op game. It's like everyone versus one. So it's a hidden movement game, basically. So do, do you think someone could control the team that's working together? I don't think so. I actually do. I actually do. Yeah? Yeah. I think I someone could start telling people where to go and stuff. Maybe. So I think it might be a better one-on-one game, but who knows? Maybe maybe it's good with one with a couple people maybe instead of like people talking about their moves before doing them that would that would work for me i think yeah maybe and then interaction to win is high i think that's like yep. so high like you you obviously need interaction to win because you're trying to guess where the uh, opponent's going basically yeah they gotta they have to answer you if if you if you've gone through where they've been right so it helps for people to memorize what they've already told and so forth yeah yeah sweet on that note what is the best of those games you played like like in in this way you want to go back and play it like of those five aeon zen micro macro the loop marvel champions and mind management which one do you want to play right now there's two mine would be mind management and the loop wow i was just gonna say the loop hands straight up loop that's what i want to play i want to beat it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think my management for me just because i want to get through get like all the extra stuff in the game yeah, you're a giant comic nerd, so that obviously appeals to yeah. you. And then the loop's just a freaking awesome game. Like it's so much fun. Nice. Yeah, the loop. Oh, people, look, we're not just saying this <laughs> because it was given <laughs> to us. Okay, we're saying we actually mean it. I 100% mean it. Of those games, the loop is the best one. Seriously. Yeah. Fight me on it on Twitter. And <laughs> and we want to thank Panasaurus again for sending us a copy of the loop to play and preview on our socials and our podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah. So if you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us and like us on your favorite streaming platform and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Friday Night Games underscore official, Twitter at Friday Night GMS, TikTok at Friday Night Games, and as always, our website, FridayNight.Games. And again, I am John. I'm Matt. And it's Friday night, so let's have some fun. Thanks, everyone.